Welcome, I'm Cliff Hedges. This is Pastor Cliff's Notes. This is a podcast where we're studying the Bible. We're working our way through the Gospel of Mark. Today is episode 921, and we're looking at Mark chapter 1, verses 14 and 15. Let's read the passage. After John was arrested, Jesus went to Galilee, proclaiming the good news of God. The time is fulfilled, and the kingdom of God has come near. Repent and believe the good news. This is the Gospel of Mark. Mark is giving us this Gospel, this account of the ministry of Jesus, and he began with the account of John the Baptist, that John came baptizing with this baptism of repentance, calling for people to repent from sin, and with the announcement that the Messiah is coming. Then we saw the baptism of Jesus, where Jesus, who did not need to repent for sin, came and was baptized in order to identify with sinners whom he was going to go to the cross for. And then we saw the temptation of Jesus. We see this opposition by Satan and his forces as soon as Jesus appears on the scene. And now we're at the point of the beginning of Jesus's public ministry. And this begins as John the Baptist's ministry comes to a conclusion. It's when John the Baptist is arrested and is literally handed over. So John the Baptist was handed over, he's put in prison, and that's the beginning of Jesus's public ministry. So Mark tells us after John was arrested, Jesus went to Galilee proclaiming the good news of God. So Jesus went to Galilee. It doesn't say where he was prior to that, but it's really actually the word that gets translated as went. Can mean went, can mean come. The, the Usual meaning of it is come. So Jesus came to Galilee, and Jesus was presented by John the Baptist as the one coming. And I don't think you make too big of a deal over it, but Jesus has come to Galilee now. And what he's doing is proclaiming the good news of God. Now, good news, that is gospel. The good news is that Greek word euangelion means good news. And so it could be translated as a gospel, it could be translated as good news. It really means the same thing. The story of how to be right with God through Jesus Christ. So that's what he's proclaiming. Mark's gospel and Matthew's gospel both present the same basic timeline that you have the Galilean ministry, then the movement to Jerusalem, where John has more movement here and there from Galilee to Jerusalem, and then back to Galilee, back to Jerusalem, where Mark is just, he has the ministry in Galilee, then he goes to Jerusalem for the final showdown with the religious leaders at his crucifixion. So he's beginning the Galilean ministry, proclaiming the good news of God. Verse 15, this is what the good news is. Verse 15, the time was fulfilled and the kingdom of God has come near. Repent and believe the good news. So he says, the time is fulfilled and the kingdom of God has come near. By time, the word that gets translated as time here is not the word chronos, which is where you would have like a time and date associated with it, a chronological time. It's the, the word kairos, which means more of an era, an eon, a, a decisive time. This is the time in God's plan. The time is right, not on the calendar, but in God's plan for all of this to happen and what is happening. Well, Jesus is arriving on the scene and you have this idea of the kingdom of God. Now, here it says the kingdom of God has come near. 
Sometimes Jesus is saying that the kingdom of God is near, like here. Or other times he says basically is here. Then back in chapter 12, verse 28, he'll say the kingdom of God has come upon you. Other times he's going to use words like the kingdom of God is coming in the future. Matthew 8, 11, Matthew 20, 21. He uses these future terms. So sometimes it's, well, the kingdom of God's near. Sometimes it's the kingdom of God is here. Sometimes it's the kingdom of God is still this future thing that's coming. Now, we talk about the kingdom of God. We have to clear our minds of how we normally think of a kingdom. We normally think of a kingdom as a geographical location with a ruler associated with it. Well, the ruler is right. There's no geography to it. And it's, it's not a, a place. The Jews, when they thought about the kingdom of God, what they thought was the Messiah was going to come and establish this kingdom of God. And what they thought was Israel would be restored to its glory. And as the premier kingdom in the world, and God would exert his rule over the whole world through the kingdom of Israel. Well, that's not the way it turned out. So how do we understand the kingdom of God? Well, the kingdom of God is really, it's a sense of authority. They say, well, God has authority over everything. Absolutely. But when we talk about the kingdom of God in gospel terms, it's really, it's the spiritual rule over those who submit to his authority. Say, well, what does that mean? Well, it is those who have submitted to God's authority through faith in Jesus Christ have turned their hearts over to him, have been adopted by him, declared righteous by him. They are part of the kingdom of God. So it's not a spatial thing or a time thing. It is more, it's a spiritual realm. And that's the kingdom of God. But there's also a time frame associated with it. And that's where he said the time is fulfilled for the kingdom of God has come near. The kingdom of God has this time frame of beginning with the ministry of Jesus Christ. And that's where when we talk about things like the kingdom of God, sometimes we have to throw in this strange concept of already, not yet. And that's where often in time frames you think about the present age, the, the earthly age, the age to come the kingdom of God, we're in this period of overlap where the earthly age is still here. We still live in the world, but we're not of the world. So the present age is still continuing and will continue until the end. But the kingdom of God has already come. It started with the first arrival of Jesus, with the beginning of his public ministry, and will continue forever. So we're in this kingdom of God is already here, but not quite all the way here in that it's not fully inaugurated. We haven't fully experienced it, but we will after the end. And that end is where the present age ends. So in this overlap period, which basically began at Jesus's public ministry and will end with his second coming, a lot of times we refer to that as the end times. And so we're in this already not yet struggle of, well, one way is like the end times. We're already in the end times, but we're not quite to the end times. We're not quite to the end of that. We're already in the kingdom of God, but not fully because we haven't fully experienced it. 
So we're in this overlap period. So that's why you can talk about the kingdom of God in the Gospels as, uh, it, well, it's near, it's here, but it's still to come. And then this final statement, repent and believe the good news. So this is the message of Jesus, verse 15. The time is fulfilled. The kingdom of God has come near. Repent and believe the good news, which that's the only reasonable response if the kingdom of God really has come near. Well, and it has. So the only reasonable response to this would be to repent and believe the good news. Repent, meaning to turn away from sin and turn to God and believe the good news. That's where this proclamation of the gospel is not an informational thing. It is a summons. It is a call to do something because there is a time frame associated with it. The time has come. The time is fulfilled. We're in this period now of the end times, and there will come a time, we don't know when, where the end times will end, and then it's too late to repent and believe the good news. So verse 15 is really a summary statement of the gospel of Mark. It's what the gospel of Mark's all about. It is the gospel. The time is fulfilled. The kingdom of God has come near, and it's in the person of Jesus Christ. So repent, confess sins, and turn to God, and believe the good news. That is, believe the gospel. And by believe, it's stronger than believe it's true, but actually have faith. Faith meaning to believe God, to trust God, and obey God. In this case, obeying God is to repent and believe and become part of the kingdom of God. Thanks for joining me. Join me again next time as we continue working through the Gospel of Mark.